Welcome aboard Living the Dream, the podcast that brings you on a weekly adventure exploring the world of kosher food, travel, lifestyle, and so much more. Each week, get the scoop on what's new and hot in the kosher lifestyle world and hear great stories from industry pros. Turn up the volume. Now, here's your host, Douglas Sokloff. Good afternoon, everybody. Today is, if I was able to say a shachiyano, now would be the time to say a shachiyano. I have today such a special, nostalgic, we're both not that old, but I'm still going to use nostalgic. I am coming to you from Long Island, the five towns, the one, the only central perk in the five towns. Today's show is going to be epic, all capitals, E-P-I-C, with the one and only joining me on Living the Dream, powered by the Douglas Sokloff Experience. As I said before, today is going to be a completely epic show with someone who I go way back with, someone who I am still in touch with. And before I introduce him, I'm going to uh, tell a story that I remember even before I originally met him, uh, I was introduced to him by somebody who told me this, per- and this was probably, I don't know if I had to say over 20 something years ago, you will never meet somebody nicer and with a better work ethic. And without any further ado, I want to introduce Maishi Hirsch, who is the uh, founder, the owner of Central Perk, located here in the five towns, an extremely popular, uh, very much liked um, establishment, food establishment. And uh, Maishi, thanks for joining us. How are you? Well, it's been a while. Yeah, this is, uh, well, it has been and hasn't been, because we do thank God speak often. And um, I, I, I think that there's not too many people who could say that they've known each other. How many years have we known each other? Gone back from, from High Life songs. Oh. Ah, I totally forgot about it. So this is just, and, and again, you and I, we, we, we talked about what we're going to discuss on today's show, but we didn't discuss like our analog of introduction and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's so relevant that you just said that. Ah, I totally forgot about yeah. that. So interesting. Yes. So we both go back to Camp Simcha many, many, many years ago, where we both worked as counselors. That has to be well over 25 years ago. Correct. Well, 30. Yeah, no, about 30, about 30 years now. 30, 30, 30 years plus now. years yeah. ago. And look at this today. If I'm not mistaken, it's the first year they were on that campus. Yeah, that's when they were at, not in the camp. Correct. That's when they were in, um, what was the name of that? Uh, I'll remember it in one second. It was called Club Getaway. That's Club correct. Getaway. Let's give a shout out to Club Getaway that used to host Camp Simcha back in days when Camp Simcha first started. Wow. Boy, there are so many amazing stories um, about those Camp Simcha days. And, and really, I, I think about this often. Um, I'm still very close to Rabbi Scholar and so many people within that organization. And it's crazy to think that today, from where that organization started at Club Getaway to where it is to it's one of the amazing. most recognized international organizations for another, for another yeah, conversation. Another. But welcome. This is amazing. Um, let's touch upon, yes, we go all the way back from Camp Simcha. Then Maishi Hirsch was the manager at Dougie's in Borough Park, in, in, in Borough Park for a couple of years. Then he took the leap of faith and became uh, the owner of Dougie's in Queens, which I have to tell you, I think it's one of the um, 
establishments that so many people always just like talk about and are um, very, very nostalgic about. Obviously, the, uh, the Dougie's on 72nd Street, but Queens covered so many different types of people um, that I always get asked about that and how people met there and had a great time there. Uh, from from Dougie's in Queens, you decided, okay, uh, 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 you, you grew up in Burr... Oh, I, I'm sorry. You grew up in Muncie, Muncie, moved to Flatbush, and you started working at Weiss's Bakery, right? That's correct. Then you went over to Dougie's as a manager. Then he, which was in, in, in Borough Park, decides to go from Queens. So here you got a, a guy from Muncie, Borough Park, Queens, and then he decides, like to Jefferson's, I am going to take my talents and move it on up to the five towns. And you've been an iconic establishment here in the five towns for how many years? So it's almost 20 years. February 15th will be 20 years since I signed the lease. Oh my God, 20 years. Yeah. Wow. So to the listeners, I think, I think that, um, you know, it, it, it's pretty crazy. You don't hear in today's day and age someone who's been in the food business for that long, someone who's so committed, dedicated. And what we're going to talk about today is because I think we could just, as I always like to say, I like to keep the show between 30 and 35 minutes. I do also want to, uh, as I always start off, and I was so excited to start this uh, episode, uh, I want to thank my producer, uh, sound engineer, back of the house, uh, Sean out of Israel, uh, uh, Go Simplas, and uh, for all his incredible work to keep us uh, attuned. This week was a very, very busy week. We did a lot of uh, great episodes, and we're just trying to keep them, uh, throwing them up. Um, on to whatever methods you would like listening to podcasts. So anyway, uh, now that we've got that housekeeping out of the wheel, so you've been here over 20 years. And today's podcast, what we're going to talk about is anybody who knows me, if you go look back into my social media um, uh, files, records, is I, for one, have been somebody who's been extremely outspoken about third-party apps for almost, almost from the beginning. I, I always say that I'm not a big technology person, but when it comes to three or four companies, uh, I was one of the first people who started using it. And I think that was the case with uh, Seamless Web, which was one of the first, uh, at that point, was it was called third-party apps. It was uh, um, third a, third-party billing. A, a third-party billing, it correct. Made, it was really made for corporations. Correct. And I think, I think you also have a very, very good understanding today. Um, and you're one of the very few kosher restaurants and that's one of the reasons why we're sitting here today to discuss the technology. You're very up on making sure that your uh, technology in the restaurant is, is good. You're going to make sure, like personally me, and I tell this to owners all the time in restaurants uh, that say, oh, you can't, we don't answer the phone. You need to order uh, via a third-party app or you need to order on our, our, our website. And their, their website is from the 1980s, and it's almost impossible to order on that, but you're very, very uh, upfront with how advanced and time you spend on researching to make sure that your your customers have the easiest way at their fingertips to order and have a very seamless, without using the word without a pun, uh, making sure that that process is going very good. So today, what we're going to talk about that, talk about the five talents, talk about what you've been doing here, um, and even though you think that we're here to knock off the Baked by Melissa salad. Uh, I told you I want to rename it the Baked by Moishi salad, but that'll be for another time. So tell us what's been going on out here. Let's slide into the technology component. Tell us about what's going on with your Instagram side, direct um, ordering, 
and all the good stuff that comes along with it. So, you know, we're here 20 years. So when we started, we were just a small cafe. Most of the business just came in, walk in, in the dining room, sit down, or they call it in and, and for takeout. And then people were always asking for deliveries. Now, if you know how the five towns works, so if you have three or four deliveries, you have one going to Hewlett, one going to the other end to Farakway. Now, 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 you remember something. We have a very international audience on my podcast. So break down the five the five towns for people who don't know sure. what Mayor Lawrence are. So the five about. towns is a small, it's, it's, it's made up of five small towns. It's made of a, it will start from the beginning. It'll start from Hewlett, Woodmere, Lawrence, a Hewlett, excuse me, Hewlett, Woodmere, Cedarhurst, Lawrence, Inwood, and then after Inwood is Far Rockway, which is part of Queens. Cedarhurst is the business district of the five towns, which is smack in the middle. And it's, you, so you, you, you expand it from, from all ends. So you can have a five mile radius, but from one end, you, from one end to the other end, it could be a seven, eight mile run. So if you're taking two deliveries, it could take a half hour to get from one to the other. And we're not going to talk about the traffic, the infrastructure, and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing I do want to note is from the demographics of what's gone on here over the last 10 years, it's been explosive. The amount of people that have moved oh, here, whether, whether it's from uh, Brooklyn, uh, whether it's from other areas uh, out of the country, uh, everybody has, you know, they're moving here as a reason uh, to move here, Jewish life is is beyond beautiful here. Beautiful, it's beautiful. There's nothing really missing. Beautiful. Maybe the hotel. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's Jewish life is thriving out here in a way that if you're not familiar with this area, uh, we like to say that you come you, and visit. You, you absolutely come and visit. But you take a stroll down Central Avenue. It's it's amazing. Well, it's one of the nicest towns. It's one, it's one of the it nicest is. towns. Uh, again, from from a Jewish. Life is beautiful. And I think that your timing of, of when you were opening here was, you know, some would say spot on. You know, it's like, right. like and, and, and the culture that you brought here with finer coffee, better, you're very knowledgeable with beverages, with coffee, and all those type of things. But again, that's not for today's conversation. So the need was growing. People were getting more uh, advanced with technology. People were getting used to sitting at home, getting things delivered as much as that you want them to come here. I would say probably over the last two years with the pandemic, people were used to sitting home and, and wanting you to make deliveries. Right. Well, it started, I would say, about four or five, you know, five years ago is when we joined third-party apps. So we, the, the advantage of third-party app is that if you have six, seven orders waiting to be delivered, the app company will send out a driver and I'll send numerous drivers to hit different areas. Separate drivers. Separate drivers. They so never group the deliveries together. Correct. They, they will only group two deliveries at a time together. Not more. It's like this, your, your delivery gets there efficiently on a, t- a timely basis. Let me just jump in once I If people hear feedback noise, we are actually sitting here in Central Park, in the Central Park, in the five towns. This is a very, it's um, what time? Eastern, Eastern Standard Time right now. Uh, middle of the afternoon, and there, there's a lot of activity going on. It's a very, very busy restaurant. We wanted to capture that moment as the atmosphere and the environment. We could have very easily gone and sit in the back room or the office, but we wanted to capture uh, the moment of you could feel the action, everything that's going on. As I was just sitting here, as we started doing this episode, uh, how many drivers have actually just come in? And, again, people are just used to having that um, extra layer of luxury that you no longer, sure. whether it's an office, 
uh, whether it's your house, whether it's a showroom, a doctor's office, or if you're not around, you want to send dinner to your house, to the kids to, to have dinner. You want to make sure it gets there on time. You don't want to be, be calling the restaurant while they're half hour late. The kids are starving. The kids are crying at home. So this is a great concept. So when you originally started this, you and like uh, many, many other restaurants, um, when people say third party, you have some, the, the bigger place, the most popular one that everyone used to know was Seamless Sweat. Okay. Correct. We talked about this. I talked about this at my, my frustration. Uh, when we were at Dougie's, Dougie's was one of the first customers on Seamless Web. Seamless Web started as a billing, a direct billing device when corporate uh, workers were staying in work after seven o'clock at night. Instead of them putting the dinner on their own credit card, these two guys came up with the idea that everything needed to be ordered through this platform and the billing was done completely internally from Seamless Web to the company and then you got paid so there was no. Uh, the employee never had to spend the time of submitting their credit card receipts, which took a tremendous amount of time. Fast forward to many, and and the one thing I'm, I'm leaving out is Seamless Web, when they first started, also took a percentage of every order. And we're going to come back to this because when I first started, and, and we're going to go to fast forward after this, I think it was 8% of, of every wow. order, okay, which, which back in the day was really nothing. Many, many things kept evolving. Then all of a sudden, all these third-party apps started coming up. Uber Eats. DoorDash. DoorDash. Postmates. Whatever other local ones exist. Every community has uh, Door This, Door That, Post This, Post That. Uh, But the big big players, Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Postmates. Okay. So you decide to go and – and let me – even before I jump in. Most of the restaurants were going and uh, whether you're working with Seamless Web – integrated then to Uber Eats because Seamless Web was really an order and billing process taking. And then these other third-party apps were the last mile. Not only were they taking the order, but they were making the delivery for the food establishment for the restaurants. And then what happened was, I'm going to pass this over now to my sheet. So I'm place an order, right? Many, many of the restaurants that were doing Uber Eats we're taking the prices because Uber Eats was taking Uber. I don't mean to single out Uber Eats, right. but Uber Eats, DoorDash, Postmates were taking tremendous thirty percent. Let's say that again to the listeners: thirty percent. So when everybody, and I was just wondering because I, I would always say to people, "Oh, people would be post shop local, buy local, right?" And all of a sudden, people are ordering on the third party apps, and you're losing thirty percent of every single order is going to that third-party app. Now, you and I know your margins in the food business, in the restaurant business, is nowhere near 30%. Of course not. Okay? And that's, if you take on top, adding that food, the bag, the paper goods, the condiments, the this, the that, you're, you're, you're really losing money, and it took a while for food establishments to understand that. So then what food establishments started to do was they raised 25%. Exactly. So by raising it 25%, it basically evens out at 30%. Right. So back when the third-party apps and Seamless were starting, they used to audit people's menus, right? Correct. Back in the day. But uh, up, to the, up to the pandemic. Up, into, up, up, up until the, the pandemic, pandemic. You are not allowed to be higher than in your restaurant. Right. You're, they, most they would, restaurants they, did not have a great online platform. So they'll say that's outdated to, to show that their prices are not really the prices that reflect online. So I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, 
an old friend of mine used to own uh, a very, very successful kosher bagel store in New York City, okay? And it, uh, we would always talk, and then he, he ended up opening a couple more, and he asked me to, he asked me to come in and, and, and help him. And in the, previous, in the conversations, as I was getting more educated on his business, he kept saying to me, I'm doing $80,000 a week on Seamless Web. And I'm like, yeah, that's a beautiful number, but you're losing so much money off of that Seamless. You're, you're, in fact, you're losing money. When Uber Eats came to me, because we, we were already on Grubhub, so Uber Eats, you know, they, they look at the other parties, they look at the other apps, and they see who's on it, and they approach the other apps. Grubhub, at that point, was taking 15%. Uber Eats came to us, they said 30%. I said, of course not. Why would right. I give up 30%, especially if I can't raise my prices? The problem was that the great concept of Uber Eats is if you have Uber on your phone and you download Uber Eats, it has all your information, so you don't have to put in any new information. Right. So the customers like that concept. They got a couple of restaurants in the neighborhood, and you had no choice but to join Uber Eats because else you were losing a lot of business. Now, let, let's talk about something else. Not, not related just to Central Perk and... Actually, you know, before I get there, I, I, I want to talk about something else. And I think, I think a very, very, very important message for customers, friends, associates to really understand. When you are ordering via a third-party app, one, in today's day and age, you're definitely paying more money than if you would call the restaurant itself and either go pick it up, right, or say, oh, do you course. have your own... Delivery the Wall Street Journal and, and uh, had a whole article about this concept. Your average pay about over 30% more when you order on a third-party app than directly right. with the restaurant. Correct. Now, the other thing is the service fees. Let's talk about the service fees for a second because there's service fees, there's administrative fees. And then there's percentage higher. And, and then the there's percentage. So people don't realize when they're ordering from third-party apps, they're probably paying – how much kosher? Yeah, you can be up to uh, sometimes up to fifty percent more on your uh, on your bill than if you're ordering directly from the restaurant. The problem is that till now, till well, we're going to discuss this new concept that we do. Till now, you, you they weren't efficient, so you order on Uber Eats, so it costs more money, but at least I'm getting my food right away. But today, you have a lot more options. Right, right. And let me ask you another question: Do you have any restaurants? I know, I know where out where I live. Okay. Uh, some of the kosher restaurants, what, what they're doing is, or even uh, you and I have talked about this many, many times, the whole revolution of ghost kitchens. Okay. So let's say there's a guy who owns a cafe out in my neighborhood. He's taking his pizza menu, right. And he'll call it Roberto's pizza. Right. And then I'll take his sushi menu and he'll throw that up on the third party apps and he'll take his sushi menu and he'll call it fresh fish sushi. And he'll do that with his pasta. And he'll have 10 different categories. And the average user, whether you're kosher or you're not kosher, you think all of a sudden that you're ordering from this, oh, there's this new restaurant open. Let me try it. When in fact, it's it's still coming from that same restaurant. Uh, To me, it's amazing that the third-party apps allow that, right? Because, you know, we talk about all the regulations and the disclaimers. And here's somebody who could actually go, right, and see he's got 10 different fresh restaurants, and it's all coming from from same kitchen. It's amazing. So I think people just have to realize that as well. Now I want to jump back to what you've done 
um, to get people to drop traffic here by ordering and making it into a much, much easier and seamless process. I feel a little bad using this word seamless, but you got to win. That's the bottom line. Uh, And again, for for people listening, we're sitting with uh, Maishi Hirsch. He's uh, the founder and proprietor of Central Perk out in the five towns. And you are listening to Living the Dream, powered by the Douglas Sackloff Experience. And I wanted to thank Maishi again. So we're talking about third-party apps, technology, restaurants, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I was saying earlier that uh, I, I don't know if there's a, a restaurant that has better technology and better understanding of the technology than Central Perk and Maishi. You spend a lot of time, money, energy working on it. So one thing that you've been trying to work on over the last couple of months is generating people to come back to ordering directly from you and the restaurant and talk to us about the process, what you've done. And again, this is to A, get people to order direct because what's happening also with the third-party apps, and, and anybody who tells you there's not a problem, uh, something's going to be missing, you know, there's always a problem, right. okay? There's always something uh, something didn't get communicated properly, something got messed up, it's always going to happen. But with third-party apps, that phone call doesn't even really come to you and be able to handle it. And I think your perspective from taking customer service and your customers who've become friends and people you've known for years is to make sure that the whole system is being delivered perfectly with your seal approval. So take it away and explain to everybody what you've taken the initiative to do recently. So what we did was a few months ago, we realized we were having a lot of issues. First of all, on, on Uber Eats or Grubhub or, or, or any of these apps, they'll have a, a, a numerous amount of orders, but they don't have enough drivers. So all of a sudden it becomes a, the driver, an order could be waiting a half hour and then the customer is calling the restaurant complaining when it's not the restaurant's issue. And not, it's not the restaurant's issue. The restaurant can't do anything about it. If the restaurant goes, Your hands are tied. Yeah, my because, hands are tied. Because the issue is you're not... It's not my customer. When, when, when it's the Uber Eats customer. The Uber Eats customer is, is paying all these extra fees to sit home in their warm and toasty house or their cool air-conditioned house or in their business meeting for Uber Eats or, or whatever, to deliver that package to you. Correct. And now everyone's starting to flood you because Uber Eats, for example, let's say it's a, a Sunday night or a Sunday afternoon, and it's busy in mainstream restaurants, it's busy in kosher restaurants, and they just don't have enough drivers. They don't have enough drivers, or they finally get the order. They call the orders cold. And what am I supposed to do? The order's made. It's busy here. I don't have time to be busy with this order when it's not my customer. And this order was placed on a third party. It, it's unbelievable because the average person, the average customer right. would never realize like what goes on behind the scenes when, when the minute they place the order either via phone or call, how timely the order has to be made, sure. prepared, packed, accuracy, and then get it to them. And there's so many, I love to always refer to as the domino effect. One of those little dominoes falls out of place, the whole thing that's why it's it's so important to make sure the system works perfectly. It's one little glitch in the system, and then you're scrambling to, to try to fix everything, and then you fall behind. You see, this is why people love like watching TV shows about like uh, restaurants or I forgot the big boss. You know, people love to see what actually goes on. People don't understand, especially in a sure. restaurant like yours, right? Where 
you can modify anything however you want it. You have so many healthy dishes. You have so many, uh, a very large beverage menu. Beverages have to be timed when the order comes out hot. Different things are going on. You could be having a, a, a special event going on here. You could have the dining room and then your deliveries. Up until recently, you had a beautiful, beautiful uh, tent in, in, in the backyard that my family was uh, able to make a bris here. I think it was in the winter. Oh, yeah, it was almost a year from now. Yeah. It's actually the baby's first birthday. Happy birthday. And there's so much going on. So people say, oh, it's a small place. You know, but you don't know what goes on behind those doors Plus, and what it takes to get these orders done. And I know personally, it hurts you when these customers were calling and saying, my more food is cold. Why isn't it here yet? What's going on? And you have no control. Right. So then Moises is like, I am taking this situation into my own hands. I had no choice. I, I started, you know, I got together with a bunch of restaurant tours that understand this. And we discussed this concept and we, we did a lot of research. We came up that there's a company out there that's called Toast Tab that's contracted with DoorDash drivers and GrubUp drivers. That means if there isn't enough drivers on one platform, they'll send us another driver from another platform. But you're not placing the order with them. You're right. So the, order, the orders are coming through directly going to Central Park Instagram. So I, I think that's the most unbelievable thing in the world. Everybody's on Instagram all day. I'm addicted. I, 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 my name is Doug Sockoff, and I am addicted to Instagram. Okay? I said it or not, it's, it's not Instagram. It's, it's, we created a button on Instagram to our webpage. I understand, online. but you need to go to Instagram. You can either that or go on our website. Okay, but uh, come on. Right, so the fact is, anybody exactly. our age okay, goes on exactly. the website. Anybody younger is going on Instagram. Instagram. Okay? You go to Instagram. But the key book. is it should be working like an app, not like a webpage. Right. And it should be remembering your last order. It should remember your, your information. Your credit card. Your credit card. Right, so all you got to do is hit. You know, I, I mean, and your credit card is not being stored by a third party. It's being stored by my system. Right. So for security purposes, it's not up there. In, in the, it's here. It's not being shared by anybody else. It can only be used on your platform. Correct. Right? It's not right. like they're ordering. Uh, it's the same as you're walking in the restaurant and paying. Right. As putting in your, your credit card information on my webpage. Right. And, and. With the technology of today, right, it's just ever so evolving. Who would have ever thought, like, the food business, right? You know, we talk about the technology from uh, the perspective of ordering, the technology of the waiters taking orders. What about social media? How important is social media today? I interviewed uh, last week this young kid, 24 years old, that built his business, his mixology business, absolutely of social media. Wow. Social media. It's very important because you, you're speaking to your customers. You're communicating with your customers. You go on social media, you, you create a platform that your customers are interested in listening to you because when you offer something, you're offering to them. You put out a schmooze menu. You put out a new dish. You put something out. You want to say today, we're going to be closed because Everyone's talking Pesach and you're talking schmooze already. Exactly. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> My point is, you want to get a message across Saturday night, this Saturday night there was a snowstorm. Friday night there was a snowstorm. Saturday night the apps were not working. What did I do? I pull off. Now does that mean? Let me ask you When since the third party apps were not working, does that mean they didn't have enough drivers or for safety reasons? They couldn't get well. Uh, Grubhub and DoorDash closed for safety reasons, mm-hmm. and Uber Eats couldn't get enough drivers. Okay, and Mikey Hirsch is not going to hear from that. His customers on a Monday Shabbos they want their 
Malava Malka. They want it delivered to their house. They need their pizza, their pasta, their drinks. Correct. So it's Friday before we close. I hold up about five drivers that have SUVs. Hold on, look. The chance are going to be down. They're down. We're going to pull off the DoorDash partnership with our online. And we'll do in-house deliveries. Tell me what you guys want to get paid per delivery to get the deliveries out there. We came to an agreement on $15 of delivery. I had five drivers here, and we sent out about 40 deliveries Saturday night. Right, and that's the difference. You know, again, I'm going to pat you on the back. Most restaurants would have said, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go that extra effort. I'm not going. Now, let's call it spade to spade. 40 orders is great, but it's not $10,000, okay? And, and it took you more headache, aggravation, work, energy, stress to get that done. But you wanted people to be able to have To me, it's a lost Saturday night. Saturday night's a very busy night, especially in, in the five towns. And in winter. the winter. And in the winter. We're very busy. And we're very busy on the app, so we're very busy getting orders out. But I mean, we understood that. But if we can make our customers happy and get them, they're stuck at home after a snowstorm, can't get out, they're busy shoveling out, they want a hot love market, they want a hot dinner after they finish shoveling out the snow, they, they know they can go online, place an order by Central Park, and we will make sure the order gets there. We and, actually, I think, and I think that's your philosophy all the time, is making sure that's going to get done, whether it's the schools, whether it's hospitals, whether it's offices. Uh, so on and so forth. It's always just to make sure that, that things are getting done. And I think it's also extremely, extremely relevant uh, to discuss that you have a uh, very popular catering arm to the business. Sure. Um, and we have it online now. And, and it's online. So you don't even need to really talk to anybody and, and, and anymore if you don't want. And people call us with questions anytime. We, we refer them online, and then they have questions. They call us. We walk them through it. What's new and good on the menu? The best thing is... You're always paying the same price as the restaurant online. That's the key. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom, bottom line. Bottom and, line. And, and I think that, you know, I, I, I'm very into, especially with everything uh, in, in, in the world, social media, internet, technology, the more upfront you could be to your client, your customer, your follower, organic, real, the better off you sure. are because there's so many people who utilize this and take advantage without even people knowing. And that goes to these third-party apps because the, the end of the day, the customer doesn't realize how much extra money they are paying for their order. Now, I'm not going to disagree. There is something very nice about being able to sit home and, okay, so they could say, okay, we're going to add a delivery fee, but they don't need to add the service fee. And then the but that's what Toast Tab offers today. You can do the same concept and get it straight for the same price as the restaurant. And you, it's and, savings, and saving at least 30%. Correct. At least, probably more than 30%. Correct. I mean, the Wall Street Journal had a whole article. Right. Like a, you know, the, the cookie corner from Lakewood. Right. Me up and told oh, me, I, I love that place. It's, it's great. Oh, place. my gosh. Called me up. We had this customer calling, complaining about a, a grub-up order that went crazy. He went viral. You know those it. people? Yeah. I would love to do a podcast with them. I, I would love to do a podcast with them. And he said, listen, he said, Toast Tab is the only way to go today. He sees it. Yeah. He sees it. And, and I think something else. If you're an organization or if you're somebody who in business is trying to um, not spend extra money, right? I, I can think of a better way 
than saying, I'm going to call a local place, I'm going to have them deliver it direct and save that 30 to 40% cost. And people just don't realize on a hundred dollar order today is easy. It's not crazy. A two hundred dollar order, and you're going to save thirty, forty percent. It's amazing, and, it's and, amazing. And, and you're going to be helping the local business even more. So I, I hope that we, we we covered a lot of ground today. A um, couple other questions: Is what's new and good on the menu? I see. So, I see. Yeah, you. we have a lot of going on. We have a, we have a lot of stuff going. You know, we became good friends with Naomi Nachman and, and Chef she's the Susie. best. She's the best. Like Naomi family. Nachman. They, you know, they come in. They, I should have invited her to come by. Sure. Then people would really listen because everyone loves her accent. <laughs> True. So I, I, I say this to her all the time. I don't know another woman with as much energy as my own. It's amazing. Nonstop. She doesn't stop. Right? And I give a lot of credit. Uh, I mean, she is. First of all, she's the nicest. Um, what she's created, and, and I guess it's like the pitch to get my own to do a podcast, is these chop competitions. She's traveling all over the place. All over the place. Amazing. And she's so great on coaching.com. On the Nathan Siegel Show and all our other various platforms, she's great. Um, so Chef Susie's been here, and she and she's been introducing a bunch of new concepts to us. We these uh, these Connie Ragoons went went uh, viral on TikTok about a month ago. So she made it into a kosher concept, and uh, we have that. Okay, so you're hearing it first. There is going to be a viral kosher kuni. Is was that the name? Kosher kuni? <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's kosher. Called, uh, Ragoons, Connie Ragoons, Connie Ragoons. You heard that first. I like. I didn't even know we were going to talk about this because I was really uh, talking about the baked by Melissa salad, which I'm like, Maishi, you have to have it. It'll be called baked by Maishi salad. I was actually someone's house in Cleveland over Shabbos, and they made it. It was spectacular. It was so green. It was so happy, and it was absolutely, absolutely delicious. This was absolutely an incredible conversation. I can't wait to uh, do it again. I love being out here in the five towns. I love being here in Central Park. I always tell people it is um, my home away from home. I'm always treated with, uh, as, as all people who walk in through this door, whether, whether you're a new customer, or an old customer, uh, a customer who's become a friend, a friend, a customer who's become a friend. All and our customers are friends. All our customers are friends and family. And uh, you never know, it could be the next TikTok sensation with the Connie Magoon. Ragoon, R-A-G-O-O-N-E. Okay, I'm not going to even try to spell it again. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to Living the Dream with the Douglas Sackloff Experience. We will talk to you again. You've just listened to another amazing episode of Living the Dream, powered by the Douglas Sockloff Experience. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe to get notified when a new episode is live. You can also follow us on social media or visit our website, douglasexp.com. If you'd like to book an experience with us, you can call us at 917-541-1033. Until next week.